What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Surfing the Stream, where every week we are on a quest to find out what is the greatest movie of all time. My name is Matt Primo, and here at Surfing the Stream, every week we drop at least two movie reviews, and it we normally do two franchises or a genre in a franchise or something like that. We have done horror, we have done 90s action, we have done... Let's see, let me ramble them off the top of my head. We've done Terminator, Batman, and we're halfway through Die Hard. Coming up in the month of February, we are going to start, probably about halfway through February, we're going to start a new genre series, Kung Fu in Review, where we will be reviewing Karate Kid, Ip Man, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and Enter the Dragon. And then Patreon, speaking of Patreon, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash two game. That is the number two. And you can consider supporting us there. We have a $5 tier, $10 tier, and a $20 tier. Shout out to our $20 tier supporters, Carmen Edmonds, Eric Hernandez, and Sharon Petrie. We appreciate everything that y'all do for us. We appreciate you supporting us each and every month. But speaking of Patreon, throughout the month of, of February... We are going to be doing exclusive episodes just for Patreon. And we're going to pick out two Kung Fu movies. And it will be exclusive to Patreon. The public will not be able to see that. So if you want to, or hear it, I should say. But if you want to be a part of that, then you can go to patreon.com slash two game. And you consider supporting us at the $5 tier. You will get that exclusive access to those episodes. And you also get unrated, uncut episodes and ad-free, I might add, and you get access to Surfing the Stream and our two-game podcast, which on the two-game podcast, we are talking about games, hello, two-game podcast, and anime and nerdy nerdy stuff The every week. We drop at least one episode a week, and we're Surfing the Stream two a week. But next month, I will be doing uh, Predator in review. So I'm I'm pretty excited about that to be honest with you. I'm excited to rewatch the first one, obviously, and then the second one I haven't seen in, jeez, I would say 20 years, but it's probably not, it's probably not been that long, but pretty close. I haven't seen it in a long time, and I've seen three and four like once. So I'm excited to jump back into that series and see if it's kind of like Underworld. Speaking of Underworld, you should be able to listen to the last episode of the Underworld series. I dropped Blood Wars. And normally I try to keep these reviews anywhere between 15 to 20 minutes. I think those are perfect, especially for one person just rambling on for 15, 20 minutes. I rambled on for 30 minutes with Blood Wars. It was, I started talking about it, and then it just, it I unleashed, I vented, because I just watched five not terrible movies, but very underwhelming movies. And I had a lot of uh, bent-up rage, and I unleashed it for 30 minutes. And then at the end of that episode, I did drop my definitive rankings of all five movies in the Underworld series. So go check that episode out if you're a huge uh, Underworld fan, or if you're just curious where I stand on the series, or if you just want to hear me blasting the Underworld series for 30 minutes. Either way, 
go check it out. We appreciate the support. So Underworld is finished. That means Predator is going to start the first week of February. Just to take a few seconds to talk about the channel. I'm Man, I got to be honest. So I'm excited to talk about Predator next month. And obviously Kung Fu Interview is going to be hella exciting. I'm, I, I really hope, because this goes back to the Patreon supporters. They get to control what we talk about each and every month, especially on our two-game podcast and this. They decide what series we review each month. So, again, if you want to be a part of that and you want to be a part of our exclusive texting uh, group, go to Patreon, consider supporting, and you get to help vote, make decisions on what we cover each and every month. I'm really hoping I can get a, and this is, I'm, I'm going to be willing this into existence. I really want to watch the Lord of the Rings series again, not The Hobbit. We'll say that for a different time. But the, the original trilogy, the Lord of the Rings trilogy, I'm really hoping I can get that rolling here in the next couple months. Because I got the extended editions, and I've never seen the extended editions. I've seen the first three, the, the theatrical versions, hundreds of times. I usually watch the series at least once a year. I'm hoping we can get that in the next few months. Because, like I said, never seen the extended, and I absolutely love Lord of the Rings. But let's get to what you're, what you're here for today. The Little Things. HBO... Max exclusive. Well, I say exclusive. It's also in theaters. But let's face it. You're not going to the theaters to watch this. You're going to HBO Max. The Little Things. This is not a part of any series. So, like I said, we dropped at least two, at least two reviews a week. And this is going to be one of those times we drop a little bit more because it's a newly released movie. And honestly, I need a couple of minutes just to talk about this movie because there's a lot to say about this movie. And no, they're not all good things. If you're coming into this expecting me to rave about this movie, if you're looking for me to put it on a pedestal and call this one of the greatest movies of all time, it's not. All right. So, but we will get into that in just a second. Here at two, here at two game. See, going back and forth between these two podcasts, it throws me off so much. Here, surfing the stream. We're going to jump into the plot. I'm going to give you some fun facts, and then I'll give you my general impressions of the movie, and then whether you should go watch it or not. You know, I, I love reviews. I love reading reviews, but at the end, it doesn't tell you, just skip this. Just go watch it. Get it on sale. So I'm going to give you a buy, sell, rent, or skip option, and then I'll give you my star rating. So the plot of The Little Things, it's basically about a deputy sheriff... Joe Deacon, who joins forces with uh, Sergeant Jim Baxter. And they're on a search for a serial killer who's terrorizing Los Angeles. It's kind of the same time as the Night Stalker, which is a series on on Netflix right now. So if you're curious about that same time period, then go check that out. As they track the culprit, Baxter is aware that the investigation is dredging up echoes of Deke's past uncovering the disturbing secrets that could threaten more than his case. This movie was directed by John Lee Hancock, who is responsible for directing The Rookie, The Blind Side, uh, Saving Mr. Banks, The Highwaymen, and The Founder. So, out of those movies, 
I've seen The Rookie a long, long time ago. The Blind Side is good. Saving Mr. Banks never saw that. The Highwayman, it was good. I wouldn't say it was this amazing movie. I, I enjoyed it, but it's mainly just Kevin Costner that I just really enjoy. And The Founder, never, never seen that. This movie was released on January 29th, 2021. It was released on HBO Max and in theaters. And if you plan on watching this, if you're if you're listening to this review right now and you haven't seen it, I, I'm going to try to stay away from spoilers as much as I can. But I'm going to go ahead and put a spoiler tag just in case. I'm going to try my best to stick away from it because it's just it's newly released. You have until February 28th to watch this on HBO Max. After that, it will be exclusive to theaters, and then it will go to on-demand and released in stores. It had a budget of $21 million. Maybe I had to do a little digging for that number, and we don't know the gross yet because it, at the time of this recording, it legit released about 12 hour, uh, 24 hours ago. So, uh, it stars Denzel Washington. I'm probably going to say his name wrong. Rami Malek and Jared Leto. It has a runtime of two hours and seven minutes. Here's the fun facts. Writer-director John Lee Hancock originally wrote the screenplay for this movie 27 years ago. It features three Oscar winners. Denzel for his role in Training Day and Glory. Uh, Rami, Rami for Bohemian Rhapsody. And Leto for Dallas Buyers Club. Steven Spielberg... Clint Eastwood, and Danny DeVito were all attached to direct this movie at some point throughout this film cycle. So let's jump in to my general impressions. I went into this movie just really, really hoping it would be amazing. On paper, this sounds, this looks and sounds like it would be an amazing movie. I mean, Denzel Washington, huge fan of Denzel Washington. The Malek guy, I'm going to be honest, I've never seen anything that he's been in, so I'm not a huge fan of him. Leto, he's he's hit and miss in a lot of his stuff. In some movies, he is golden. In other movies, uh, Suicide Squad, he is just flat out terrible. Like he, he can't distinguish the fact between overacting and not, and that's what gets him into those weird categories of not being great in his movies. He tiptoes that he tiptoes that line pretty well in this movie. And just to I I thoroughly enjoyed his performance in this movie. He was probably my favorite to be honest with you. Leto plays this really just he, dude, he is super creepy. Super creepy. Throughout the movie, he he acts like he knows everything about the case. And I don't want to dive too much into spoiler territory here, but he just he plays it so well. He was my MVP of the movie. I I dug the hell out of his performance, and it really was making me crave more and more scenes with him. But sadly, he doesn't come in until maybe an hour into the movie, which is very unfortunate. As far as Denzel... He he's Denzel. I mean, you know what you're getting with Denzel. You're gonna get some good acting. He's not over the top. Some of the stuff really isn't his fault. It's more of what he was directed to do and the writing that I think 
he it falters a little bit. But for the most part, solid performance by Denzel. Not my favorite, but solid performance. As far as Rami Malek, I like I said, I, I did not ever see anything with him in it before seeing this movie. So I will say the first maybe 30 minutes of this movie, I did not like him. I thought he was very flat. It, it was I, Actually, I will extend that to a, about an hour. About the first hour of the movie, he is just really bland, and he's just this one-note character. He's basically there just to serve a as a plot device for filling in the backstory for Denzel Washington's character. That's all he is. He's a terrible character in the first half. And then the second half of the movie, he really kind of blossoms into his own character, and he starts being able to, you start getting, not into his backstory, because it doesn't really dive into anybody's backstory other than Denzel's character. But you start seeing his motivations. He starts becoming more dimensional, multi-dimensional. And honestly... I don't know whether I just I really did not like his character in the very the first half of the movie. I I can't really pinpoint what I didn't like about it. It just I don't I don't I don't really know. It just I could I did not like it, and I don't know if I got used to it. And he was just playing like a different character that I just didn't care for, and then eventually I just learned to love it. Or if he actually grew into the part more and more as as filming went on. I'm going to lean towards the latter on that one. But speaking of the first half of the movie, I would be willing to say the first 30 minutes of the movie are absolutely terrible. The first 30 minutes of the movie is setting up Denzel Washington's character, setting up the the main plot of the movie, basically. Like he's going back to where he used to work several years before, and he's meeting all these people that he used to know and used to work with. And the conversations with those characters that he used to know are very underwhelming. And it's very disconnected from the rest of the movie. And I don't I don't mean disconnected like it just doesn't make sense in the context of the movie. It it does kinda. I I feel like they fell flat on connecting it to the broader strokes of the movie. Like let's let's say uh yeah, you're trying to dive into his backstory. Perfect. I'm I'm all about it. But it feels like it's disconnected from the movie. It doesn't I don't know if it's like an editing issue or or what the deal is. But all the conversations with those characters, they seem awkward. They don't seem like they have a whole lot of chemistry together, which further proves my point that the three lead actors are the MVPs of this movie. Any scene with the combination of those actors, they're great scenes. When you separate those actors from each other, and it's Denzel with, I don't know, somebody else of the cast, not of the other two, the movie just falls flat. Like, it nosedives, seriously. And the characters that they're around, the supporting characters, are are just, are just terrible, to be honest with you. When Raimi is with his family... I don't know why his family is even in this movie, to be honest with you. I get it. They serve a larger purpose for the plot. But for the most part, you could have left him out. I mean, you don't get, you don't care about his family. You don't care about the choices that he, he makes, ultimately, because it affects the family. 
And you don't care because you don't get anything from the family at all. They're just they're just there in a couple of scenes and they're gone. I actually forgot about them for the longest time, to be honest with you. So yeah, ultimately it feels like a collection of scenes in that first 30, 40 minutes of the movie. It feels real disjointed, disconnected, and it does it just doesn't flow right to me. It the first 30 minutes I was like I don't know. I definitely do not like this so far. It is the next, I will say, hour of the movie that really saves it from being a total crap show, to be completely honest with you. That that hour after the 30 minutes, so from 30 minutes on to like the last 30 minutes, is pure gold. And mainly, that is heightened by Leto's performance for me personally, I know a lot of people are hit and miss with him. Sometimes they like him, and it's person to person is very different with Leto's performance in any movie. So if you're reading, you're listening to this review, and you go watch the movie, and you're like, ah, oh, I just didn't care for Leto's performance. Completely understandable. It's a it's a personal thing, I guess. But the the last few things I want to talk about before we before we wrap this up. So that hour after the first 30 minutes is great. You, you get some some intensity. You get some, I mean, it makes your heart race a little bit through a couple of scenes. And it's very intriguing. And it's specifically when all three characters join is when it really shoots up for me. And like I said, saves this from being a complete crap show. The last 30 minutes, and no spoilers here. I did not like the last 30 minutes. That includes the ending. Did not like it. I feel like I was robbed, to be honest with you. I feel like they were building towards something. And it just... Like, I was promised one thing going into this movie with the trailers and whatnot. I was promised this crime drama. And I don't feel like I got served a crime drama at the end. This movie ultimately breaks down to a I I like comparing this to I like comparing movies to other movies to give you kind of a sense of what you're about to watch. This is a great value version of Zodiac meets Seven. I repeat that. Great value version of Zodiac meets Seven. Those movies are fantastic. I absolutely love Seven. Zodiac is a solid, uh, really good movie, if you haven't seen it either. And those movies combined on paper sounds fantastic, especially with these three actors in it. Sounds fantastic. But ultimately, what you get is a movie that feels like it's right on the edge of being a really great movie, but falls flat in several areas. And mainly, it's in the character development of the side characters the secondary characters, support characters, whatever you want to call them, and the overall plot. I don't know what the true message of this movie is, to be honest with you. I don't know whether it's about redemption. I don't know whether it's about revenge or if it's just trying to be... It's it's just trying to be some things. It's trying to be some really, really great movies, but it never reaches those heights of any of the great movies that come before it. And you can kind of sense that this movie was written 27 years ago. And 
I mean, there's a reason why it took 27 years to make this movie. Just saying. And back back to the last 30 minutes. Again, no spoilers. I'm trying to keep this no spoilers at all. The ending, I really have a problem with. And honestly, I get why it ended the way it did, how it went the way it did. I understand all that. It makes sense. It's not like I didn't understand the ending. It's just, I was promised one thing, and I was given another. And you can see that ending from a mile away. Like, when it starts happening, you're like, oh, man, they're going down this They're going down this road. And then on the, when the climax is happening, you, you start remembering some movies that have come before it. And you're like, oh, that's, I mean, that's almost beat for beat what happened in this other movie. So I, I just, I feel like this, it's trying to be something. It's trying to be a great movie. It's trying to be a great collection of crime dramas but it never quite reaches that height and that's the biggest downfall of the movie is it tries to be something that it's not and honestly i think this movie would have worked better as a limited series like maybe like a 6 or an 8 episode hbo run i think would have been fantastic if they would have built the first two episodes around backstory and then like and brought in the crimes dive deeper into the girls that went missing and then died because honestly you don't give two cares you don't give a care at all in the world about any of the people that died in this movie because they don't really go into it they they don't they don't care about the girls so why should you they're mainly just ghosts you know nothing about the, the the people that get killed in this movie and i think that's a real issue i think if it was a limited series they could have dived a little bit more into the backstory of the girls and make you care for them. And then, in return, you care for the three lead characters in return. So I think the first two episodes would have been great, and then the next four or five episodes, or three episodes, you can go based off them trying to figure out who is the guy, who is the culprit. And then the last episode would obviously be the climax of the show, the final showdown, whatever. So honestly, I think this would have been better as a series rather than a movie. I feel like they rushed the first 30 minutes, and that's why it feels so disconnected, disjointed, and it just doesn't flow right. I think if they had more time to breathe in those first 30 minutes, this movie would have been significantly better. Would even adding 30 minutes to this movie, would it? I don't know if they would have made it, it better, to be honest with you. But in closing... I I ultimately do not like this movie. I want to love it. It gives me reasons. It gives me some things throughout the movie that really makes me want to love it. Like, oh, yeah, it's awesome. And after I watched the movie, I was like, do I want to watch this again? And I had, I had to think about it. And to me, that's how you know your movie has failed when I have to sit there and think about whether I liked it or not. And... I had to go read some reviews and some other pointers on the internet about what what other people thought about it to kind of make my mind up. And when I determine whether I like a movie or not, I I take by the I take into account whether I would ever watch it again. And that is whether I liked it or not. And ultimately, I don't find myself ever watching this again 
despite the fact that there are three uh, big-time Oscar winners in this movie, I don't think they get enough time to really make this movie amazing and to prevent it from being such a crap show. So ultimately, I do not like this movie. And I gotta say, I don't think I recommend it to anybody either. So on a scale of 1 to 5, I gave this 2 out of 5. It's it's mainly outside of the three lead characters when they're together. And that, that one hour that I loved, there's still an hour and seven minutes of it that I did not like. So there's that. If, for buy, sell, rent, or skip, if you have HBO Max and you're just curious about it and you want to see these three actors acting their asses off in that that one-hour span, by all means, go check it out. And let me know what you think. Because I think this is going to be a, a more polarizing movie. I think this is going to be a movie that, from person to person, it might be a completely different take on it. As of right now, I'm reading reviews, and they're not getting good reviews for this movie. They're all twos, ones. Like, they're not even, like, two and a half or above. Not many people are giving it that good of a score. So, ultimately, I think you can just skip this, Let's, to be completely honest. If you have two hours to waste, and you just want to check it out, you don't have anything else better to watch, then by all means... Go watch on HBO Max before the 28th of February. But this is not an HBO Max subscription getter. This is not an HBO Max subscription. Uh, like, you don't keep your subscription just to watch this movie. And honestly, that's very disappointing. I was very disappointed after watching this movie because I wanted to love it so much. I was so hyped for this movie, and I was let down in the end. But I think that's going to be it for my review of The Little Things on HBO Max. So let me know what you think. Uh, drop a comment below. Drop a comment on our Facebook. If you've already seen it, let me know what you think about it. Let's uh, strike up a conversation. I don't, I don't mind. I, I need to talk to someone about this movie because I have lots of, not questions, but just just to talk to someone about it, it, it might clear my head a little bit more. So... If you're out there and you've seen it, let me know what you think. And coming up for the next week or so, I'm going to be dropping a Ninja Assassin review. I'm going to get you a little extra Kung Fu in review episode early. Ninja Assassin, I have a lot to talk about that, about that movie. And then we are starting a new series on, on this podcast called Movie Nights with Presley. My daughter, Presley, did a review with me and my wife on the movie Soul. Go check that out. We are going to be doing, every other weekend, we are going to be doing a Disney Plus show, Netflix, Hulu. It's going to be a more family-friendly uh, reviews. And she's going to give her thoughts on the, on the movies. She's going to review them. So I think that would be fun. So uh, stick around for that. Uh, we'll be doing Frozen 2. I think it's going to be our next review. And then hopefully we can review Mulan. That just came out, uh, I think, in November. So stay tuned for that, and I'll catch you all next time.